Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh, we are so blessed to be able to do what we do. It's a lot of fun around here the last couple of weeks uh, with the Jags offseason underway. The number one draft pick, Trevor Lawrence, will be a Jacksonville Jaguar, it appears, in uh, late April. The Urban Meyer flirtation uh, is still just that. Uh, There is no news on the Urban Meyer front, and it's quite impressive, to be honest with you, that the Jags side and the Urban camp have kept it this quiet. Uh, I just texted somebody about that. I'm super impressed. In this day and age, in this landscape, you can do that. Sure, we've heard some things. Confirming things, not easy to do. I'm just being honest with you. And uh, I'm not willing to just report stuff just to throw it out there. I wish you were. Uh, I know you do, and I know a lot of people do. I'm just not doing that. And, uh, by the way, I've been burned by that many a times. <laughs> you know? uh, and that's okay. So um, we continue to follow it. And if we do hear something, we'll let you know uh, that that we can share uh, that that I'm 100% about. So, uh, and that's that's part of this with Urban Meyer, right? I mean, even if you feel 100% one way or another way, it just feels like Urban, the way things have gone with him in the past, you're kind of wondering about, okay, is it really 100%? Um, so. Uh, it's something to keep an eye on. Certainly, uh, we will do that. And then the other coaches, uh, what's going on in the NFL? The Jets just uh, said that they had a second interview with Robert Sala. I believe, again, this is me talking, my opinion, that Robert Sala might be second in line for the Jags job. Like, that's my gut. Uh, that's the way it would be for me. And I wonder if he is, and is he waiting, or will he take this Jets job? Will a domino fall today in the NFL coaching circle? I do think because we talk about it so much and we kind of we we really do feel and know that the Jags are interested in Urban Meyer and Urban Meyer at least has some level of interest in the Jags because he hasn't backed out and they met Friday and it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Here we are on Wednesday that we all feel like, okay, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. And now we're a little bit disappointed that it hasn't happened or or nothing has come out yet. Uh, I did tweet out earlier the Jags have taken their time in the coaching search before. Uh, the last three hires have happened over uh, – one was quick with Doug Marone. That was like an eight-day span. But keep in mind, uh, Gus Bradley had been fired a couple weeks earlier. Uh, one happened like 18 days later. That was uh, Gus Bradley's hire on January 16th. Here we are on the 13th. And one took uh, – I wanted to say what – what did I say now? Maybe 11 days or 12 days. Uh, and that was – Really, 40 days after Jack Del Rio got hired, that was the malarkey hire. So uh, from season's end to when the hiring takes place, you're talking about double-digit days, sometimes 16 days, 18 days when it comes to Gus Bradley. And then there was a quick one with Doug Marone. So this one, we're, we're in day 10, essentially, since the season ended. We're actually in day like 9 since Doug Marone uh, got fired. So we continue to follow that. And then the big story the last 24 hours, Lot J fails. The vote failed. I told you yesterday uh, I had pretty good word, and I think a lot of folks did, even the city council members. Uh, some of them that were voting said, hey, I've counted the tea leaves and think this is going to pass. And it was a bit of a surprise to some that this didn't pass. Yesterday came one vote short. They needed a supermajority. They got 12 votes instead of 13. And what I love about what we're able to do, and I say we're blessed to do it, Austin, is we can all have varying opinions. We can discuss it. I'm not going to sit here and yell at you and say everything that I – like 
think you should believe in just because I believe in, but I love the conversation and, and the education about it. And uh, it took a lot of time to try to educate myself even more last night watching that today and going back and reading stuff and, and calling people and, and checking in on things that maybe I was a bit unsure of. And so hopefully we can share some of that along with our opinions. Um, so that's what we got going on today, man. Uh, a lot of fun, um, at least to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's Groundhog's Day. You know, I gave Urban Meyer the ultimatum. He didn't follow through. I'm not sure if the analytics have shown that. Did he listen to the show yesterday? I'm sure he did. He's a big fan of ESPN 690. But um, I've done some astrology stuff. So I told you, Urban, I said that if you don't figure out by today, I'll I'll go over your your astrology sign and see if you're going to be compatible with this team. So here we are now, Brent. Uh, I love the report. Here's what's amazing about it. He's a cancer, by the way. (laughs) Oh, boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, here's what's amazing about the reports. There are none of substance. Mm. Like the national guys usually have a good beat on this. Mm. The agents talk. Other coaches talk. A report last night out of pro football talk that the rumors in coaching circles, the feeling in coaching circles, Urban's going to take it. Now, listen, I believe that does exist. I believe the coaches that are out there and available for jobs, they know how this is going to go down. And I tweeted last night, I said, Jimmy Sexton kind of controls that. I believe that. He's like the Scott Boris of baseball. Jimmy Sexton is for coaches in college football in the NFL. So, I mean, he is a big trigger man on all this. And so I believe people do talk about it. But I also believe nobody really knows, Austin. You know, nobody's really confident enough that none of the national – the national guys have to say something, right? They're on but all the do time. Do you really, though? Because I'm going to make fun of you if you do. Like, well, that, they, like that dude from Good Morning Football, you said it was Wednesday. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're aware it's Wednesday, sir. What, do, what did you reveal? Yeah, Peter Schrager uh, said uh, they met on Friday, uh, and it's Wednesday, so – Riveting, Peter. So, so something like uh, keep an eye on it. We've been keeping an eye on Emmy winning award <laughs> sports show. Riveting stuff. It's Wednesday uh, today. Man, uh, I need to get a gig in the national media. I, I mean, no disrespect to this show. I love this show. But one day, I, I can't wait to put out tweets like that and just watch the likes and the retweets pile up. I, I can't wait for that day. Yeah, and I think uh, that it's funny. You you did tweet a couple of things that were kind of funny in terms of uh, waiting and keeping an eye on things for a few days. Mm. It's Wednesday, after all. It is Wednesday. Hey, uh, hey, but it's something to keep an eye on over the next few days, Brent. It's, well, it's one to, something to watch over well, here. because you know tomorrow is Thursday. That's what I heard. In full disclosure now, I did ask yesterday on the show, will we know by today, by the showtime? Yep. And I said yes, so I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought we would know. Now, mm-hmm. maybe we'll know inside the show. Who knows? That would even be awesome. I have or a few hours awesome. until I'm wrong. It's going to be uh, all wrestling tonight, folks. What, Tune did, in. What, what did you say, Austin? No? I said so? I said we're not going to find out today. Okay. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Who, who knows? I, I guess maybe my sources are, are coming true here, what I've been hearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I still uh, I have a trusty so- source. It's now confirming it. <laughs> confirming what? Oh, Can't man. say. Oh, Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's confirming something. Confirming rumors. Hey, Peter Schrager. Awesome. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Uh, seriously, thinking today, let's just say, um, obviously, the the overtures have happened. The the passing we said Monday night the Ohio State uh, game uh, and his duties for that. Tuesday he had he was talking at a coaching convention. Is it plausible? Again, this is just kind of a, a hypothetical in a sense of why is it taking so long. If you go back to last Monday, Shad Khan said, hey, we'd like to kind of make both moves at a similar time. He didn't necessarily say the exact same time, so I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he said at a similar time, right? This wasn't like, hey, let's hire a coach, and then a week and a half later we're going to name the GM. And so I'm almost curious, could it be, could it be, that 
hey, this thing this is kind of a done deal. Now they're trying to find the GM part of this before word does get out and start spreading and, and all the rest. Is that a plausible scenario? Sure, man. I mean, any, anything is plausible, I feel like, at this point. It could be very plausible that Urban Meyer is still actually deciding, talking to his family, if he wants to do this or not. It could be yeah. plausible that they figured this out last week, and they're just trying to wait till the most opportune time to announce it. I mean, there's there's a lot of plausible things. From my opinion, though, the longer you wait, um, the more I just r- raise an eyebrow to it. Right now, maybe this has been the plan all along. Maybe Shad Khan has a plan of why this is taking so long or not. I'm just saying from what I've seen, from what I've garnered about Urban Meyer, if you truly want to win that bad, like you should already know if you want to do this job or not. And then the fact that we're sitting here on a Wednesday and there's no word yet, yeah, that's a little peculiar to me. Yeah, and it's uh, fair enough. See, because I think at this time, there's got to be other things in play rather than do you want to do it. I think I told you this, and I fully believe this, that if, if Urban Meyer did not want to do it, I feel like by yesterday we would have all known that. I think he would have withdrawn. I mean, I, I just don't understand the point of dragging it out. I mean, he's been out for a couple of years now. He, he can – the conversations within his family and himself and everything else. And then, of course, you've got to know what situation you're going into. But now we know those conversations have taken place too. So he's got everything in front of him. I don't really think he needs to answer that question anymore to himself. And I think if he wasn't interested, I think we would know by now. So are there – Crossing the I, uh, crossing the T's, dotting the I's. Are there who could we possibly work with kind of talks? Are, are those kind of things could be out there that could still disrupt it happening? Maybe. Um, certainly could be the case. I mean, listen, the bottom line is Josh McDaniels got hired by the Colts and then left them at the altar. Like, that was a done deal. Like, that was announced and left them at the altar. So nothing is... I, I would just say they want to make sure everything is, is done if it's going to get done because um, we've seen it all before. I mean, the Colts proved that. That Josh McDaniels thing kind of proved that everything's been done. Now, they ended up probably better for it with Frank Wright, quite frankly. But uh, I, I think all these things are going to play out. And I would just say it really hasn't been as long since the season ended and since Doug Marone got fired as it feels. I mean, it really hasn't. Uh, and uh, this just in from the Jets, or at least some reports out of New York, that, yeah, they did meet with Robert Sala, but apparently they either didn't offer him the job or they're bringing in other candidates still. So I think the whole league is kind of slow right now. Is there a little something to that too, Austin? Because, remember, if you're in league circles, your first interview had to essentially be done by Zoom. Now, like, Robert Sala was able to fly to New York and meet, or wherever to meet with the Jets. So now you can do those second interviews in person. But do you think COVID and the protocols and some of those things have slowed the process down um, for the entire league? Because, you know, I've kind of speculated that it's Urban holding up the NFL. That might not be true. It, it might be more just it's a slower process here in 2021 based on well, kind of the way of our world. I still think Urban's holding up everything, but at the same time, I mean, from the other candidates, yeah, absolutely, this is uh, slowing the process down a little bit, right? Like, there's no way you're going to offer a head coaching gig to a guy that you've had a, maybe an hour Zoom conversation with, right? Like, you have to meet that you know that, that dude in person and, and go over things. Like, that's... The, there's a reason why back in the day meetings usually took place in person, especially important meetings like that. So absolutely, I think Zoom is slowing things down a little bit, and teams got to do more due diligence and obviously make things work. But with Urban Meyer's case, like this is an open-shut case. Nobody else is interested. Now, maybe the Chargers are, but I don't buy into that. Yeah, so, I mean, so literally you have one suitor, 
and and that's it. So whether it's a Zoom conversation, whether it's a hologram, whether it's in Shad Khan's yacht, like the interview has taken place. What need to be said has been said already. So once again, I just wonder what the delay is. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're going to talk more about Urban Meyer, of course. We'll keep you posted. Anything that develops in the whole coaching world in, in the NFL. We also, James Harden and Kyrie Irving situations are so interesting to me, uh, and, and we'll get to that. And I want to go off the deep end a little bit with that. And can we relate any of them to, like, the Antonio Brown situation from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Patriots, Raiders, all those, uh, not necessarily this current uh, version of Antonio Brown. But uh, I want to at least ask that question. So we'll get into that. But the big story over the last 24 hours, really it's not even been 24 hours, is the Lot J um, movement failed in front of uh, city council. It needed 13 votes, got 12. And, again, I told you at the top, uh, pretty surprised by that because I think uh, there, there was some confidence that that would get passed. Austin, where do you come down on this, man? I mean, uh, you're seeing all the reaction, okay? Uh, I, I understand this is some political – a lot of it's politically based, whether – depend on maybe even who you vote for, who you, who you like, who all that stuff. I've I got to be honest with you, man, and you know me. We, we've done the show long enough. We don't come at it from a political point of view. Uh, this is – I don't look at this as a political issue, quite frankly. Like, I don't. I, I look at this as a Jacksonville issue. Um, but how surprised were you that it didn't go through? Is it a disappointment? Did it make some sense to you? Where do you stand on? Um, am I surprised it didn't go through? I would say a, a bit of me is surprised. Obviously, you know how I feel about it. I live in Duval County. Um, I, I go downtown w- with the family every once in a while. And I think that any downtown is the lifeblood, is the heart of a city. Now, there's other things to do, but I'm talking right by that stadium. Um, it's sparse to say the least. But the way this whole thing shook out, I'm really not surprised. Because from what I've gathered about this is like, and listen, politics are always going to be personal. Just look at the state that our country is in right now. So you can't tell me politics aren't personal. They're always personal. And when you have a leader who was trying to spearhead this agreement and a leader that a lot of people do not agree with. And, and, I, and I've shared my thoughts before about some of the things that I've seen on Twitter, whether it's exchanges, things like that. I think you know where I stand with it. I don't got to get into it right now. It's not about me. But I just think that when you have a leader who spearheads it, who doesn't have a lot of respect of a lot of those board council members, well, then what do you think is going to happen? Okay? And I don't put this on Shad Khan whatsoever. Shad Khan's a businessman. He got offered a great deal. He took that deal. Now, the deal didn't work out because, once again, maybe some of the board members or whatever who was responsible for voting um, didn't trust the situation, and so be it. That's not that's on them. But I'm not going to chastise the people that said no because I can definitely see their side. And I think that we get so hell-bent on, all right, well, if this doesn't go through, well, what's the story been? Are the Jaguars going to leave? Are the Jaguars going to leave? Listen, I have a lot of friends in this city. Okay, And I have a lot of friends that are business owners that could care less about how the Jaguars are doing. They, they want to see downtown flourish. So I feel like I understand this is Shad Khan's thing. This is his investment. It's his money. He's the owner of the Jaguars. But we got to start looking at it from a side of what can we do to build up downtown? Not just football related, but everything related. Like stop saying if you don't vote yes, you're going to lose the team. How about if you don't vote yes, it's going to hamper the progress of downtown? Now all of some people, you know, are going to be left to their own devices in some things. Like that's what I would try to encounter instead of, oh, the Jaguars are going to leave the Jaguars. Like that's that's basically what this whole thing was ran on for a while. Is if you don't vote yes, the Jaguars are leaving. 
Okay, and we live in such a bubble, Brett, and I, and, I, and I love this bubble. I love the sport of football. I love the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I love this city. But people got to understand that it's bigger than just the Jacksonville Jaguars, all right? Not everybody in this city is a Jaguars fan. Not everybody in this city really cares about the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, especially after a decade of losing. So we got to start talking about more of how can we build up downtown, and we got to start talking about more of what the Jaguars mean to the city. Don't just say they're going to leave. That accomplishes nothing. I think that's a great point, and it's, I, I didn't know where I was going to start with this. So, so you, you just handed it off in a perfect spot. Um, so I'll start in this because I've got a ton of different feelings, and, and I want your feelings too. Nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one coming up like after the break in a few minutes. We'll we'll take calls and, and your thoughts on it because I think it's a great discussion point of uh, our community, and it really again I think there was so much attention on this last night and even today by sports fans or people who don't cover politics all the time or what's going on downtown. I think that acknowledgement is how important the Jags are, how big Shad Khan is here in the city, that they got this much attention. But I think you bring up a great point. I think this is something that I would love to stress to the politicians, business owners, and everybody downtown and in the city of Jacksonville and beyond, is that people make this about, and, and listen, there have been talks about free agent Jacksonville and other things. So, you know, that, so I get why the topic comes up. I'm not dismissing that. But people make this about the Jaguars leaving or not. First of all, I strongly believe the Jaguars are not going anywhere based off of this decision. I believe once the stadium stuff happens now, we've seen evidence of other cities that have lost football teams because of stadium issues. So that will be something different down the road. But the Jags are not leaving because of what just happened in Lot J. No way. I, I don't, there's not an ounce of my body that even believes they're leaving anyway. And so I certainly don't believe it about this issue. That's not why... I think uh, last night was a little bit of a loss. I think it is all about downtown development. I've been a big believer in this for five, six years, and I know now everybody's talking about it, but I've talked about it a lot. We've talked about it a lot on this show uh, about downtown development and, and the city that through outsiders coming in, what it kind of looks like uh, potentially. And so I would say to people in the city, people in, in official positions, Stop looking at Shad Khan as the owner of the Jags and tying him into the Jags. That's certainly a part of it. But tying him into whether he, they're leaving, staying, what do we got to do? Do they, do they have this leverage because of that? Austin, I would say, how many times do you have one of the richest men in the world walk into your city and want to spend hundreds of millions of dollars in your city? Now, that doesn't mean you have to give everything away for that or make a bad deal or anything like that. But just ask yourself that question. How often do you get a man that has that kind of money, that has that kind of interest in developing your city and can be a catalyst to it? No, and see, I think that's what people are missing. Forget about are the Jags going or staying. You don't want to lose that billionaire guy and his interest and motivation to spend some of his dollars in your city to make it better. No, Brent, I, I completely agree with you. But let's be honest right now. People aren't going to be, you know, with their heads in on on the TV watching everything that takes place in politics, right? And the, the whole Lot J thing didn't really gain ground in terms of people on the, the Internet, on Twitter, talking about it until last night. Like, you saw everybody come out in full force. And I understand that, yes, Shad Khan's a visionary. He's got a lot of money. And I think wholeheartedly, from what I know about him and his son, I think they do care about this city. They're not going anywhere, in my opinion. 
but when you put you know when you put people in charge that are supposed to spearhead this thing and their whole narrative is well if you don't do this the jaguars are leaving like don't make it about football and, and that's the issue and I, I know you said this before a lot you know like look what happened in new england with patriot place Right, and that's a classic example. New England starts winning, they build a Patriot place, and now that's like a destination, um, you know, in the New England area, right? And a lot of NFL cities can say that. But once again, we we got to get off this whole thing about we got to take care of the Jets, we got to do this, we got no man, we got to take care of downtown. Okay, so stop making it about the Jaguars. Yes, I understand. Shad Khan is the owner; it's his money. All this stuff. But you can't threaten people with the Jaguars leading and expect to be like, oh, it's all good. No, man. Let's focus on the task at hand and improving downtown for everybody. Because downtown's not just about the Jaguars. It's a big part, and I'm not naive to that. But people got to stop living inside their bubbles and thinking that's the only thing that people care about in this city. Because guess what? The vote says that it's not. Yeah, but they all should care about downtown. And uh, listen, I live in St. John's County, and I care about downtown. Like, I care about Jackson. I tell this story all the time. When I came from Albany to Jacksonville, right, that was 12 years ago, 2008, I called my buddy up in high school, from high school, one of my good friends. I said, hey, man, I got a job in Jacksonville. He's like, hey, dude, have you ever seen cops? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's like Cops is headquartered in Jacksonville. It's like, <laughs> you know, the show Cops. Yeah. Like, that was the view of Jacksonville. That was like the first thing when I said, hey, I'm moving to Jacksonville. That's the view. Now, listen, we've been here, right? You love it here. I love it here. We love it here. It's not the way it is. But that's the perception from the outside sometimes of Jacksonville. And downtown is not really a downtown. I mean, you can go to... Savannah, you can go to Augusta, Georgia, and it's a better downtown, quite frankly. But, uh, but then, so, then whose fault is that, Brent? Well, that's the fault of people probably for decades and decades. And so my big overview here is, listen, if this isn't the deal that's getting done, one that's one thing, right? If, if there's reasons why it didn't get done, uh, maybe that's okay. But how many times are you going to say no to a, a man that has deep pockets and deep interest and deep motivation to help build up the city. See, Lache wasn't going to, as I said yesterday, Birmingham or Charlotte. Last night was a vote for Birmingham. I believe that. But, Lache wasn't going to make it Charlotte, but Lache was potentially a catalyst to build up but, downtown and get more people moving and shaking. Brent. But people on that city council, they don't want Birmingham. You mean to tell me right now that that city council is like, you know what, let's do ourselves a favor here and let's not let Jacksonville grow. Let's not build up downtown. Let's make this Birmingham. Screw Charlotte. I like the way how it's small like that. Like, there's no way that the city council met together and said, let's go and vote no because I don't want to grow Jacksonville. It's got nothing. I mean, everybody wants a city to do well. If you don't, then you're lying. Like it's the dumbest narrative ever. Like even those city council, and I don't know any people on the city council, but I gotta think that if you earn that spot, you want to see Jacksonville thrive and you want to see Jacksonville grow. It's got nothing to do with trying to hold Jacksonville back. It's got everything to do with the deal that was struck. People didn't agree with the deal. Okay, it's got nothing to do with the growth or the lack of growth. It's got to do with the deal. And people didn't trust the leadership that was put at hand, and people didn't trust the deal. It's I, as simple as that. Well, okay, so listen, that's two different things, though, what you're saying. Because I think what the biggest bone of contention was the $65 million bread box loan, right? Like, that's what you heard and saw, and is that the right deal for the city, and it's debatable, and I think there are good points on each side, all that stuff, right? I mean, heck, I learned in 10 minutes the difference between a grant and a loan, although it took an hour and a half to explain it, it felt like, last night during that meeting. But So that's what you're saying, Austin, right? That's, that's not a good deal for the taxpayers and everything else. 
But is that why the vote didn't go through? See, I don't think so. I think the vote didn't go through last night for two other reasons. One, because of political vengeance, because people had a big beef with the mayor. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have had a beef with the mayor. But they had a beef with the mayor, and that's why they voted no on it. Not because of that $65 million loan. They even said that right before they voted no. And I think the other reason why they voted no is because they weren't involved as much in the process as they wanted to be. Now, was that on the mayor, or was that just their ego talking? I think that's debatable. So if you had come to me and just said today, hey, it didn't pass because of that $65 million loan, I don't know if I could beef with that. But what I watched last night is that that thing didn't pass because somebody's got a beef with the mayor, or more than one people have a beef with the mayor. So that's political vengeance. Instead, that's a political vote for no. That's not a vote for the taxpayers or for the city, or I want to see the downtown development. I want to see the city of Jacksonville be better. That was self-motivated. But then what are we talking about? Because you just said people maybe voted no because they weren't involved in the process. And then we're talking about people didn't vote because of the $65 million. And then we're talking about people didn't vote because they don't like the mayor what do all those three things have in common the leadership right it's the leadership's responsibility to involve people in the process if those people are mad blame the leadership the 65 million dollars if you didn't go if that didn't gel with you well whose fault is that the person that made that up in the first place the leadership and number three if you're not a fan of the leadership then you vote and no those are three things right there those are three caveats that are tied to one entity and that is the leadership of this city yeah, and I think that is a big part of it. The leadership is to blame in, on this front, uh, no doubt about it. You just can't convince me they voted no yesterday because of the biggest topic of why you would vote no, and that's the $65 million loan. Let's go take a break. We come back. We'll get your calls in. Uh, we got some comments on, on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, we're having this discussion, uh, and I think it's a big-time discussion. It's an interesting one for sports radio. Uh, we won't spend three hours on it, I promise. But I know it's an emotional one for a lot of folks, and there are varying opinions. And uh, I've got some more thoughts on it, uh, no doubt about it. So uh, let's do it when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Of course, in the background here, we're keeping an eye on Urban Meyer, what's going to happen there. Some big topics coming out of the NBA. So we'll talk sports as well. But 904-362-9901, what does the failed vote mean going forward? What's next? Um, is Shad Khan now, like, ticked off at this? It's a guy that we don't really know what his emotions are like. What happens going forward uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the impact from last night's vote? Uh, We'll get into all of it. Coming up on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. But we could really take this show off the rails if we wanted to go all, like, half politics, half sports. Austin Lane. I mean, have you been on Twitter lately? Do you you want $100,000, extra $100,000? Do you want a scholarship? Let's go. Politics. (laughs) We'll get back here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Yes, I think it absolutely can translate, especially from him, because he's not a system guy. He's not just bringing a system or a scheme, right? Sometimes you hire coaches because they have a certain scheme. No, this is a guy that knows how to motivate people and motivate men and, get, and inspire people. And he's not bringing a system. He has a million systems. He had a different system at Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio State. Um, what he's bringing is a culture, is principles, is um, is a buy-in, um, is is something that I think would be special. And I think it will work at any level. I don't think he would rest until it did. That's Tim Tebow. Yesterday we had a conversation with Tim. You can see the entire conversation about Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, 
and uh, his part ownership now in the Jacksonville Iceman and more on Urban Meyer. Uh, that is on ESPN 690's Facebook page, also uh, up there on YouTube, I believe, and Twitter as well. So uh, check it out, uh, my full interview with Tim Tebow. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, here on a Wednesday as we await what will happen with Urban Meyer, what happens with the Jags coaching search. The latest uh, from the national guys on Robert Sala, interviewed for a second time with the Jets, now going to the Eagles. So, uh, and the Jets are going to interview some other candidates. So nothing official there. It's just a slowed down process. It feels like, although if you do the, the math on it, it's not as slow as one might think uh, because there's just been so much smoke. Meanwhile, the Jags have done a terrific job and Myers Camp have done a terrific job of not much uh, getting out and leaking out. We are having a, a, a spirited um, discussion about Lot J and what happened last night in the failed vote. Uh, I think both of us, uh, in term, uh, we've, when we've discussed this in the past, we want to see, I think our, our hope was that Lot J somehow got done one way or another, um, the right deal for the city. I mean, you know, we don't want anybody, we're just thinking at the end of the day we would like to see Lot J get done, or at least downtown development get going. Um, but the way that unfolded last night, uh, Austin and I probably disagree on a couple of points. I do want to make it clear on this front, because you brought up leadership, and I told you a couple weeks ago, or shoot, man, it might have been a month ago, I think there are folks in four different camps when it comes to Shad Khan's attachment with Lot J or any downtown development. I think there's trust in politicians. I think there are folks that are saying after that JEA stuff, there's a problem there. I think performance on the field actually has impacted faith in Shad Khan. And while I do believe that's a little bit unfair from a business standpoint, I think it's just part of it. I think there's a wave of momentum when you win, and I think there's not that when you lose. And so I think that's the second tenet. I also believe there's a group of folks, and I'm in this group, if I'm being honest, say, let's do this, man. Let's build downtown. It's a great time to build it up, and, and let's make this city even, even greater than it is, uh, this whole area greater than it is. And then I do believe there's a, a sense of old-school Jacksonville, and I'm not knocking this. I'm just saying I believe this, that they're okay with Jacksonville the way it's been. And they don't really want to see a lot of movement ahead. Like I, I believe that that section does exist. I don't know how big each section is, but I believe they're under those four headlines. And I think if you go back to number one, and you brought this up, Austin, in the last segment, uh, and, and we can debate why that vote didn't go as planned for the Jaguars side of things, and it got turned down. But you brought up leadership. And... I'm just going to be blatantly honest with you here. I like Mayor Lenny Curry. Uh, he's been good to me. I don't look at a lot of the politics stuff. I said it earlier in the show. I don't look at this from that prism. I, I, I don't look at things like that, really. I, I look at his downtown development. I know he does sport the Jags and, and sports, and I do like that. My job is sports. I don't mind having a mayor that likes sports and supports sports in the city. Absolutely. Uh, 100% transparency there. I think he's a good family man, all those things. I think he has good intentions means well. I also think he massively messed this up over the last year. I think last night's vote indicates that. I think this thing got turned down because of his conflict with some of those council members. Again, that's my view. I think it got turned down because of that, not because of the $65 million contentious bread box loan. It got turned down because of contention with the mayor. And if that's what made it turned down, that's where the swing votes landed, because of the mayor, well, then... The events that led up to this, that's on the mayor. 
I have no other way to say that. I think that part is crystal clear, Austin. I mean, yeah. Uh, listen, I've I've spoken my piece. All right, I understand that you know he's big in the community of sports and and he's a big Jaguar supporter and and, and that's fantastic. Anybody that's leading the you know the 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 trumpet blowing for the Jaguars on a national level that that's fantastic right because the the Jacksonville Jaguars can take all that they can handle in terms of people spreading the good word so that's awesome okay and listen I don't know Lenny Curry personally okay I go off of what I see I go off of of what people retweet um, involving stuff with him I I go off of of how he responds to people um, that talk to him all right on Twitter and stuff like that that's what I go off of. And yes, I'm in the I'm in the sports media industry, okay, and and I love my job very much. But I'm a citizen of the city first, and, and my job is second. So once again, I I take away the football side, and I just worry about the development side uh, and thinking about the entire city as a whole. Jaguars fans and non-Jaguars fans, throw Steelers fans in there, Cowboys fans, whoever makes up this city, okay, because it's everybody. I take them all into account. And that's why I'm so adamant about saying we got to stop talking about they're going to leave, they're going to leave. Let's just talk about where if this thing didn't pass, what are the side effects, what are the cons of our city going forward? What are the cons of our, our development? Like, And, Brent, I don't think anybody wants to see this city stay stagnant. I, I honestly, I don't believe that. I, I know that was like, I think that was your fourth thing that you mentioned in, in, in like the s- sections thing that you brought up. Yeah. I believe I there is. Oh, I believe there's okay. a sense of old school Jacksonville that's like we're fine the way we've been. Okay. I, I believe that. I mean, you don't have I'm, to agree, but I believe. No, no. I mean, I don't. I don't believe it. I've never met anybody that's thought like that. Um, but listen, maybe I just hang around the wrong people. Okay, and, and maybe that's the case. And maybe truly there is somebody on that leadership committee, like on this, on the on the board. Well, I'm not saying that council, man. Okay. I'm just talking people in Jacksonville. Okay, I, I'm more talking about people. What side you're on? I'm not saying the 19 folks there. Okay. Not necessarily, yeah. Oh, okay, so, I mean, regardless of that, though, whatever the reason may be, and we may never know the true intentions, but once again, it, it all comes down to one thing, and, and I've said that before in the last segment. It comes down to one thing, and it's the leadership, okay? So whether it was a bad deal, whether it was the money, whether it was because you don't like the guy, it's leadership. And you can take that how you want. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not trying to call anybody out here. I'm just saying, yes, I want to see Lot J get complete because I want to see downtown flourish. I, I want to take my family downtown and have a good time. But I also get the other side where people don't trust people. Then you can't sign that deal. You can't co-sign it. I get that point, too. Yeah, and again, I, it's going to be interesting because I just put out there, why do you think this voted no? And, and again, just if you if you missed it in the last segment, I think it voted no because of political vengeance, quite frankly. I think the last couple of folks in, in city council that said no, their whole talk was about discourse with the mayor, essentially. It wasn't about the $65 million load, although that had been questioned at times throughout the evening. But I think they voted no because of their problem with the mayor. And so, to me, that's a bad way to go. That doesn't necessarily take the people in mind or the good of downtown in, in mind. That is more about political vengeance. That's a little bit more self-motivated, I, I think. And, and that's not what you're designed to do. So that's where I got thrown off a little bit last night. Again, I think the $65 million loan, uh, if, if that's where you fall on why that didn't work, uh, there's reason for that. Hey, let's go to the lines real quick. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I think South Beach Gary's going to weigh in on Lot J a little bit. What's, your, what's up, man? Happy New Year. Hello? Hey, Gary, what's up, up, man? Oh, I didn't hear the beep. I'm sorry, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, Brent, I I know you're obviously disappointed because I remember how you 
talked about when they were talking about uh, the announcement and the plans, how uh, Jacksonville has to, can, has to decide now what kind of city it's going to be. And this decision has a big impact on what kind of city they're going to be. They're going to become. And uh, though I do agree with you, Austin, on the fact that you should do it for non-football reasons, just to help the overall. Whether you, you know, a Jags fan or not, it's to, to improve the, uh, you know, uh, downtown area, revitalize the downtown area. I do agree, Brett, that there are people that did it just for political political reasons. Because I heard not only Mary Curry mention it, but I heard a councilman who voted yes, saying that uh, people are doing it just for their own political vengeance and taking it out. And that's no reason to vote. We have enough of that on the national level. By Thanks, both Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. And uh, we don't need it on the local level. Uh, that's South Beach Gary. I don't know if we lost him, uh, cut him off a little bit. Sorry if we did, uh, South Beach Gary. I appreciate the thoughts. Uh, we gotta get to a break. We're gonna keep rolling with this and, and get your thoughts too. 904-362-9901. Alright, I wanna spin it ahead. We've given our opinions, right? So what's next? I mean, what does it mean? Why doesn't it mean the Jags are moving? I'll give you my thoughts on that. And what is next? Is it the shipyards? Is it the stadium? Does the city have to think more big picture in terms of rolling it all into one big thing? Should Shad Khan say, hey, you want to play ball? I'll go do my own thing. I'm going to go build my own facility for the Jags. I'll go spend $100 million on that, on my team, rather than help build up downtown Jacksonville. Where does it go from here? I think there are a lot of different ways it could go from here. We'll talk about it next. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. ESPN 690, Sports Interrupted. Happy Hump Day. I'm Jake Mitchell. Former Jags head coach Gus Bradley has landed himself a new gig in Las Vegas as the defensive coordinator of the Las Vegas Raiders. Remember, he helmed the Jaguars for three years. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers will probably be the NFL MVP this year, but that's not all. He'll also be a guest host of legendary TV show Jeopardy. He also appeared on the show as a celebrity contestant in 2015. Here he is talking about this year's 13-3 and team versus last year's 13-3 and team. I feel like we have a lot of confidence this year. We believe in ourselves. Offensively, we're just a much better team than we were. We're a much more efficient team. That helps for sure. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, last year we were just so up and down. I think that's been the biggest difference Offensively, is we just we're playing with a lot more confidence. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Morgan and Morgan, Morgan and Morgan for the people.